With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, my name is Walida Mohamed. Welcome to my success, my story podcast. My podcast is the result of my interest in people's life journey, their story and the wisdom each story conveys. The theme stories will not only teach you life lessons, they will also highlight how everyone on this planet has values and wisdom to share. You will experience insights, motivation and inspiration to open your heart and learn from each other. If you would like to share your story, you can contact me on wahida at wahidamohamed.com. Today, my guest is Saffron Saunders. She's the CEO at Startups Croydon. Hello, Saffron. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know you must be so busy, so many things, you know, happening at the same time. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Hi, Wahida. Thank you for the invitation. Um, yes, my name is Saffron Saunders. I am the CEO of Startup Croydon. Um, Startup Croydon is a charity that has been established in the borough of Croydon for nearly 40 years and we help early stage entrepreneurs fulfil their ambitions with training, mentoring and a place to call their business home. So we have a building um, and we let office space and meeting rooms and so on and we're just on the fringe of developing all sorts of other um, opportunities to enable early stage entrepreneurs as office space is a bit of a challenge at the moment, as you can imagine. Yeah, so many transition. And I must say, coming from Croydon myself, uh, and when I did start my own business, my language business, uh, I was so well supported. You know, there were so, so great uh, people in place to support and initiate and uh, and connect connect with uh, with key people get some training and uh, I think that that's an amazing amazing support you have in Croydon uh, so uh, okay so that you're the CEO um, of uh, startups at in Croydon so uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your your journey how, how did you end up there how, how did yeah. that happen? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's something I do love sharing, actually. And I think it's, it's, a, it's really good to, for me in this role because I like to inspire people because oh, I, left, I left school at the age of 16 and stopped full-time education at that point. I had a few GCSEs, but I didn't really have, I didn't think I was ambitious. I didn't really think beyond the next day. I didn't really have, you know, my, my family at home all, had, all working class and nobody really... Mm-hmm 
had the insight to think about further education. So That's I didn't awesome. go to uni, I didn't even do A-levels, but uh-huh. I, um, I went out and got a job. And I got a job as a dental nurse working in a dental practice in South Norwood. I lived down the road in, in Crystal Palace. I got the bus to, to work and, and I even got the bus home at lunchtime because I was so young. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so literally I'd started a dental nurse, worked there for a few years, then went off to different practices in the borough. And then I something innate, there was something inside me that wanted more. And I think that's that's where it comes down to motivation. You cannot teach motivation. Motivation comes from within. Mm-hmm. And I had that. And I wanted something more. And I, I got a job in Harley Street. So I went up to central London and got a job in one of the most prestigious dental practices. And at a time in my life where I suppose I was quite influenced by what was going on. So I was in my early, early 20s at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was surrounded by money. I was surrounded by very, very wealthy people where you didn't even speak about money at all. Mm-hmm. You know, people came in for their treatment. And didn't ask how much anything costs, and no one told them Very how much anything costs. They were invoiced well. at the end of it, and a check was sent in the post, and that was how everything mm-hmm. was paid for. Yes. And I, I qualified as dental nurse, and I and I and I was exposed to a different kind of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to to get rid of my South London accent and improve the way I spoke. Oh, no. and I just tried to tried to tried better to adapt, myself. Try to yes. Okay. Try try to better myself, and I suppose um, you know one of the things I teach now is about being authentic. Right. And, but I think you also need to be professional. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a mix of both, isn't it? So um, yeah, I worked, worked there for a few years and then um, and then I used to see the reps coming round. So I used to see these people and they'd come round in their nice suits with a nice little briefcase and their company car. And I used to think, well, that looks quite good. I wonder if I could do that. Mm. So it was kind of like, you know, noticing and observing opportunities that were coming my way. And um, I basically went for it and, and got a job working for, a, for a, 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 an English distributor of an, an American product. And I did that for a number of years, my company car, and, you know, got to travel around. And then I got to work for an American distributor and got to ma- travel to America and I got to travel in Europe. And it was, it was fantastic. Between yeah, it was, yes, the dental yeah. vets. I remember that was out with no qualifications but all I've done is I've done lots of personal developments I've always invested in myself from a personal development perspective Mm -hmm. and then gone for it wherever any opportunity has come up and you know just I've never actually got a job through um, a recruitment consultant I've always got a job through connections through people I know okay introductions so that's that's been a really key thing about my career as well so there was, I was in dentistry for about 20 years. Oh, that's not. a long time. Long yeah. time. So 10 years in the clinic and then 10 years selling products and in, like, in, 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 ending up in America and Europe. And so then... Um, was in central London, were you... Yes. Or, or when, I, when I was selling dental products and mm-hmm. traveling all over. So I, oh. I, the, the first um, region I had, I basically was selling ergonomic products to dentists and surgeons. Okay. And I was traveling. My area was Leicester to Cornwall. And everything oh, right. in between. So within, so within the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just within the UK. So there were three of us across the whole of Great Britain. So I had a colleague in Manchester and a colleague in Newcastle who went north. And the Manchester one, she did all the middle area. Mm-hmm. And the other person in, in, um, in Newcastle went to Scotland and okay. flew over to Northern Ireland. And we just covered the whole country because we had a very specialist oh, product. Nice team. Yeah, yeah so, so I did loads of driving. Um, and that was really good. But then I sort of, you know, got married, had kids and realised being away all the time wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I remember looking around. I used to do quite a lot of conferences at weekends and things. And I remember looking around the conference hall and looking and thinking about all the colleagues and people I knew. 
and the majority were men or they were single women they were, they were Ooh, women who hadn't had children competitive how did you did you feel that you had to kind of make your marks or I just feel I just felt like it was it was as a mum because I had two kids by then as a mum it was really tough to be away so much Mm. and I think one of the things that I really care about and work hard on now is is inspiring and supporting women in business definitely yeah but I think as a parent sometimes you have to make um you have to make decisions about Mm. how much you know work-life balance it's all about balance isn't it yeah right about balance yeah and traveling all the time when you've got family doesn't work no. So I got a job locally and that's when I, I sort of reached out to a few of my friends, including our mutual friend, Tammy, and said, um, I need I need to get out of dentistry. I need to do something local. Yeah. And then I got a job at the Chamber of Commerce. So that's where my transferable skills came through. So I, I, I was 20 years in one sector. Well, like that, transferable yeah. skills. Yes. Yeah. And I spent f- the last five years of the time with dentists. I was like, oh, is this is this my whole life talking to dentists? <laughs> I don't think I can talk to them anymore. I need something else. So then I got the chance to work at the Chamber of Commerce, which was a stepping stone for me. It was fantastic because I got to meet so many people and so many different sectors and industries. Um, So I spent two years there, really broadened my network and broadened my skill base and then kept my kept my ear to the ground for anything else that was coming up because I knew it wasn't it wasn't forever. Mm -hmm. And um, and you, then, kind of, you knew already that uh, you felt it was always a stepping stone. Yeah, I'd had to make a massive step back salary-wise to do that. Oh, wow. So it was it was only going to be a stepping stone out of dentistry because I've been in dentistry for so long. Yes. And if you, I think you have to think like that. You have to think, you know, you can go yes. so deep every, in any sector. You thought I've, one of the bits of advice I used to give to yes. some young people I worked with was, you know, be careful when you take that first job because mm-hmm. you can end up going into a sector and and every sector is is vast and deep and before you know it you're sucked into it and it might not be one that's right for you I never thought I would end up in dentistry but it just sort of happened then it's just a part of your journey yeah Yeah, so so I had to take a salary cut to get out of it did that spent a couple of years um broadening my network and then I was able to get a job at the University of Sussex Innovation Centre when they came to town so I went and helped them set it up and start a new tech hub at a time when um, Point Tech City was really buoyant and there were lo- loads of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fantastic. Spent five years there. You know, ended up running the centre and met loads of interesting people. Lots of responsibilities people. there as well. Lots of responsibility. Learned all about the tech world um, and learned how to work in a much bigger team as well because it was a team of about 35 people. Yeah, and so it was it was a really good experience. Mm-hmm. But obviously I was there up until 2020 when the pandemic hit. Yes. And that was a very um frightening time for all of us. I think everybody's life changed yeah, dramatically yeah, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So so I had to really think about my job. My job at the time was to sell office space, and everyone had been told to go and work from home. It was to connect people through events, and we couldn't put on any events because everybody had gone to work from home. Um, and it was to signpost to others to help them biz- grow their business. And as we know, you know, businesses weren't particularly growing because everybody was furloughed and, yeah, and at home. Adjust, and, isn't it? It's yeah, and I, I kind of was like, where do I fit? You know, where's, where's my future? Yeah. Um, I ended up getting seconded onto a grants program and I was very busy. Mm-hmm. But the opportunity, I was then approached to, to be the, the, to take the job I have now. And yeah, that's how it came no, about. You've shown, so you've shown yeah. you know, your skills just, uh, yeah, 
prevailed. Yeah. And so now I'm the first female CEO of the organization, which is nearly 40 years oh, old. So congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah, so I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. The first <laughs> oh wow. That's that's a big, you know, hat hat down on you. Yeah, thank you very much. I know <laughs> so many women are such supporters. So what an yeah, achievement. What an good. achievement. Yes. yes. Thank you. Uh, so yes, you talked about all the different transition. That's you know you 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 are a success uh, on yourself and uh, just believing in yourself, uh, following your intuition. Um, the first job doesn't have to be the last job. It's not the dead end. Uh, it's part of the growth, the personal growth, isn't it? And uh, I think yeah, and, and that's well. it. I think sometimes sometimes um, uh, it's not necessarily. A- because you can be brave and people say, oh, you're really brave to make decisions. But sometimes you do get a little bit, you're kind of pushed into a corner because of circumstances, life, mm. life changes or... or, or I, I have or, the same feeling. Yeah. I yeah same sometimes feeling. it's not just brave. It's, it's yeah, responding to what's necessary. Yeah, isn't it? Or you find yourself uh, talking about dead end. You feel like you're in dead end sometimes. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're thinking, what, what next? Or... I wouldn't say boredom, but you feel that uh, you're not growing anymore or you want to give more. I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's an in, a personal feeling. It's, and uh, sometimes, you, yeah, that's when uh, you see some opportunities, possibly. And yeah, and don't get me wrong, there have been parts of my journey where it has been frustrating and, you know, and I've tried to do other things and they haven't worked out. So there's, it's not, but, the, but that's all good as well. It's I think, okay. you know, we, yeah, when you do other things and they don't work, then that still gives you more confidence. So it yeah. can it can not it can knock you a little bit as well. But I then it, when you overcome that, you feel more confident to try something else. So yeah, you just gotta keep trying. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Don't you have this feeling sometimes, Saffron? I mean, it, uh, it happened to me that, uh, you know, sometimes you're in a job and you, you're wondering, okay, you know, when it's the time to reflect, why am I here? Why am I doing that? And then maybe two, three years later, when you're doing something else, you you see that skill coming through and you, you think, oh, wow, okay, that's probably why I was there. And, uh, oh, I can use that now. Maybe, yeah, something about... Yeah, it sounds like algebra at school. <laughs> uh, sorry? Sounds like algebra. Why am I learning this? What am I doing this for? (laughs) Yes, actually, yeah. I'm doing a bit of math at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you wonder sometimes, but everything is great. Um, So just uh, to recap a little bit about your the skills. So what what skills uh, have have you learned in your journey? What what helped you and how did you how did you get how did you learn those skills? What helped you to to to, uh, yeah. um so probably uh leadership i mean now i'm in this leadership role and the previous role before i was um not the leader at all there was i was i mean when the pandemic hit i was actually promoted into senior management because everybody became remote and i was working in in a remote role before Mm-hmm. And I think because suddenly we were all on screens, it was recognised that I did have something to bring to the table and I was put, right. put into the senior management team, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a leadership te- leadership course as well, which has built my confidence. But probably emotional intelligence, I'd say, being able to sort of work on your own um, feelings and your own um yeah, your energy, your own energy and how you project that and how you notice that from other people. I think that's something that's probably a good thing that women leaders bring to the table that yes. hopefully, hopefully there are many men. And I think so. I think 
particularly now mm-hmm. men have learned these skills but there are there is it's something that comes from from our sensitivity mm-hmm. that we are a bit more um, emotionally intelligent and hopefully in some ways better leaders because of that if, if you've got the right people that you're leading yes. unfortunately there's lots of people who are still waiting to be told to do things rather than wanting to contribute their own ideas and bring their own nows to the table um but that's that's definitely something that I've learned along the way and hopefully my team is benefiting from yes that's definitely yes Mm. some people put it as you know feminine label it as a feminine thing but yeah that's definitely something uh which is important which is should be valued more and uh which makes a difference especially in leadership I totally agree yeah uh so what advice tips would you like to share uh with everyone who's listening today i said i think it's probably just like i said earlier i mean um i'm recruiting at the moment so i spent yesterday at the job center hiring we've got a kickstarter program so we're hiring a couple of young people and one of the things i always say to people is you know be authentic be mm-hmm. yourself don't think you have to be the adult that you thought you should be when you were a child you know it's, it's you don't have to wear a gray suit and and oh. say yes no you know be be, be a yes person mm-hmm. I think if you, bringing your own ideas and your own enthusiasm to a, to an organization is really helpful and that's what people that's what you're what will be necessary and what will make you stand out so be confident in your own opinion be help you know try and help try and try and think of the, the mission of the organization you want to work for yeah um, but be be confident in who you are and be authentic so yes bringing a ball of fresh air a little bit of yeah something different to the table isn't it that's absolutely amazing thank you so much saffron uh for sharing all the insight and your journeys uh it's actually you know i've been discovering as you were going through it what an inspiration you know uh going from your 16 year old age to now uh that's such a success and this is not the end you don't know you don't know what happened next you know that's the beauty of it i think that's uh yeah brilliant uh um, and I also would like to thank everyone uh, who's been listening today. Uh, you, I hope you've all been inspired uh, by uh, Saffron Saunders today. Uh, join me next week. My guests won't be holding back in sharing with you personal insight and wisdom, all based and la- their life experience. Uh, thank you again very much, Saffron, for your time and uh, sharing all your uh, valuable insights today. Thanks, Wahida. Take care. See you soon. See you soon.